Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Codex Prime podcast. We are on episode 218, and it is September 15th, Tuesday, 2020. I am your host, Victor Romoyo, and with me, as always, is my co-host and social media chair, Carl Bird. What's happening? Yes, indeed. And joining us uh, in the Zoom studio of all the way uh, on the West Coast in Los Angeles, California, we have a very special guest uh, in the Zoom building. Uh, she is a stunt performer on some uh, notable features in television shows, such as you know Luke Cage, John Wick Chapter 3 Parabellum, Birds of Prey, a.k.a. Jim Savard's favorite movie, friend of the show, um, and American Horror Story, and many others. Ladies and gentlemen, please give it up for Aisha Gibbs. Hey, what's up? Yeah. Hey, well, welcome, welcome. How are things in uh, in sunny L.A.? Um, besides the fires, um, it's, a little, uh, it's been a little foggy out here, but all this quarantine stuff, you know, we've been trying to push and stay busy, keep training, mm-hmm. stay away from that boredom out here, getting, getting lost and not seeing people too much and things like that. So mm-hmm. it's been a little bit of a challenge. It's a little different. Things are changing. So mm-hmm. just trying to stay busy. Yeah, absolutely. I hear that. The weather has been nice, though, out here. I I have been to the beach plenty of times. Oh. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> Okay, yeah, that's uh, m- more than we can uh, say over here, all the way in uh, good old, sunny, bright Providence, Rhode Island. Yeah, but... <laughs> How's it been sunny? Like, I think we've had, like, we haven't had that much rain. No, we haven't. Like, I'm kind of okay with that. Well, if it rains during the week, I don't care. Like, weekends... Just means it's gonna, that's just... What was that? That just means the rain's gonna... That just means the rain's gonna hit you guys uh, more for Halloween time. It's pretty much canceled by now. I'm pretty sure it will be, so I'm like, I'll be all right. Yeah, I mean, people. I guess people will have to do Zoom trick or treating. Just like go to the store, buy your own bags of candy, and pig out in front of your webcam. Buy your own bags. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See that that's that's creative, um, and not That'd at all. Yeah, and 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 not at all sad. I mean, it, it, people can make it work. Right? No sadness. <laughs> right. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, um, but yeah, we're you know we're just making the most of things here. Um, and I'm looking at in our uh, uh group chat, uh, our episode chat, we have my my uh my number one fan on the show, Furman. Um, he he's my number one hater slash fan. He's booing me as per usual. Uh, he's, uh, he's asking me to talk about football, uh, first week in the books. My thoughts, um, you know, you already know Furman. I don't watch foosball or whatever you call it. Um, you know what it's about. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I mean, is, is football still a thing? I, I mean, is, is, do, are people still into that? I don't, I don't get it. I mean. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. It's happy and let's get it over with. My Dallas Cowboys lost by three. Of course. We got 15 rounds. To, we got 15 weeks to right our wrongs. We'll be good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, every 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 year with this. I mean, in in case uh, 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 you didn't know, um, um, Aisha, um, uh, Carl is a lifelong, for some reason, Cowboys fan, and 
you know, even though the Cowboys haven't won since 96, even though the Cowboys haven't won since uh, Bill Clinton was in office, even though even though the Cowboys haven't won uh, since, um, you know, since the days where, you know, as 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 black comic book fans, all we had all we had on screen was Blank Man and Meteor Man and Michael J. White Spawn. Since, they don't sleep those movies are great. <laughs> <laughs> are 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 they, Carl? Really? Are they? Are Listen, they? I mean, because they, 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 like they did set a tone. They did. They did. They did set a tone. I mean, you know, I mean, I mean, I mean nowadays the the kids the kids have Black Panther, you know, Chadwick Boseman forever, um, you know, but you know back then we had to make do with, oh, yeah. you know. Shaquille O'Neal and Steele, but but that's but that's neither here nor there, you know. We've come a long way. And then there's also talk of, um, of course I'm blanking on his name, but he's from Lovecraft, and isn't he gonna be uh, Ant Man or something like that? Jonathan Majors, he yeah, mm-hmm. he's going to be cast as King the Conqueror in the next Ant Man movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's yeah. That's- oh, and he's gonna be in. Okay. Yeah, he's with, he's coming to that Marvel. Have you have you watched Lovecraft Country? Uh, no. Listen, what? Oh, you're slacking over there. <sighs> Told you. Yeah, I mean, I mean, okay. Well, well, well. Since, well, since uh, since you've watched the show, uh, Aisha, t- tell tell us about uh, Lovecraft Country and is it worth watching? Listen, Lovecraft Country is more than worth watching. It's it's just a different. It's a different vibe. It's not just cutting to the chase, getting to the point. Like there's a lot of there's a lot of work put into it, and I just appreciate it. There's like it it, it gets crazy. It's like you they use like music from like now. Like Kendrick Lamar came through in one of the songs, and like they was like walking down the street. I was like, oh, shit's about to go down. But then they're in like the wardrobe is like old school, and then there's magic. There's mom. And then there's like an Indiana Jones moment. It's not. It's on another level. And yeah. Journey, um, Journey Smollett is, is also kind of losing you. Um, in that, I was asked for her, but I was already working. With um, losing me. Yeah, we lost you for a bit. I'm just getting home to my complex, so it might go out. out. I just came from work, so it's it might be a little funny. Okay. Um, if if it, I mean, if if we do lose completely, then we can always uh, resend you the link and you can uh, hop back on. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. All right. So... And then you can talk about football for your your, your friend over there. So <laughs> uh, well, I mean, yeah. I mean, well, you know, I I I don't I don't know about you know what is it. What what is it that you play called Final Fantasy football foosball what, whatever it is what what is that You know it's called fantasy football. <laughs> you know it's 
so is, is that like when you get like a bunch of like you know fantasy characters like like wizards and like you know like science fiction characters and they all play you know exactly they, what it you know exactly what it is but they all just toss it'd a football probably be a lot cooler if it was that yeah, oh it would be i i probably would tune in yeah <laughs> but but okay um i mean and i and i see um and i see uh uh my, my my friend Furman in the chat saying that Lovecraft Country is awesome. He concurs uh, with. Uh... There you go. Okay, so I, I I will give Lovecraft Country a, a, a chance. I mean I mean because I, I I do I do admire the cast a lot. Like Jonathan Majors is a fantastic actor. Like and I first saw him in uh, The Last Black Man in San Francisco. Uh, this year we saw him yes. in Five Blood. Yeah, two excellent films. Um, and uh, of course Journey Smollett Bell. Who also worked as Black Canary in Birds of Prey, which you worked on, which we'll talk about in a bit. Um, I mean, I mean, I, I'll, I'll give it, I'll, I'll give it a chance. And also the fact that you know, I I, I do admire the fact that um, I actually love the fact actually that Lovecraft Country has you know black leads, and even and it's based on a H.P. Lovecraft story. And H.P. Lovecraft was a notorious racist back in the day, so he would, pro- so he'd be probably turning in his grave seeing the show, which actually makes me smile. So, right, actually, it's actually based on a novel. Yes, but the stories reflected on it is based on H.P. Lovecraft. Yeah, um, I forget that. I forget the the um, author's name, but um. But yeah, it was bit. It was the novel took elements from various H.P. Uh, Lovecraft books, mm-hmm. okay, and then added it into uh, into the show, into the story. Okay, gotcha. Okay, okay. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I, I will, I will give it a shot at some point. And and like I said, like the like the reason why I'm I'm kind of sleeping on, well, not not sleeping on Lovecraft Country, but the reason why I've been kind of hesitant to watch the show is because you know HBO burned me so badly uh with last year's debacle that was the final season of game of thrones and you know and uh, yeah and um and 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 more broadly i I guess it's like the the combined audience hype uh for the show over many years and for many years like i i just didn't care i just didn't bother to watch it and then you know when the when the hype got to a fever pitch when the show was about to end i'm like okay i'll i'll start watching the show and yeah it, mm-hmm. it it disappointed me to the point where i'm like okay all the time that i'm investing in following television programs you know what i'm not going to follow any new more any more new shows i'm going to wait until the show ends and then if the reviews come out for the final episode turns out to be great then i'll actually hop on after everything you know is said and done um, but I think I will make an exception for Lovecraft Country. Um, I mean, I mean, the, the, the cast alone is too good to just wait until the series finale, you know, airs. Um, or maybe Vance. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, he is in that. Okay. But yeah, I will, I'll give it a shot. And, uh, and meanwhile, um, oh, oh, what was that? I have, um, my, my puppies <laughs> Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay okay yeah so but i just got home even better oh terrific. it was you guys all right yeah it's true. You did. all right right on so yeah um so but yeah. yes give lovecraft um a second chance i know you had you you had a bad experience it's just like a breakup you know you got to get back in there you got to 
you gotta just try again. Nailed it. <laughs> I I will. I mean, I, I I will give Lovecraft Country a shot. Um, um, I, it it may it may not be this week. It may not be next week. But it will happen uh, uh soon enough. Um, At least you can binge. I like to binge. The Lovecraft is one of the um one of the very few shows. I'm like, all right, it's Sunday. Like, I need to sit down. I love to binge. Like, I love a good eight to ten episodes. I'm just sitting there like. Mm. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Just so like. So it's it's really good. You'll like it once you're ready. Only when you're ready. Okay. Okay. All right. We'll we'll do we'll do. <laughs> uh, and uh, meanwhile, and meanwhile, um, we'll we'll get into. Don't read it. Don't read it. Uh, meanwhile, we'll get into um, you know stuff we've been up to uh, this past week. Um, I read Furman's comment, of course. You know, never change. Uh, friend of the show, uh, Furman. Um, Furman, why are you the way that you are? Anyway, um, let's let's move on. Michael Scott. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's move on to like uh, to 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 some other things on the docket. So um, so Carl, uh, let's, let's begin with you real quick. Uh, what have you been up to? Uh, you know, this past week. Still playing Fall Guys and, and Avengers. Okay. Kind of been it. All right. All right. Still, all right. Still on the PS4 tip with those games. So, uh, have you bought any uh, anything in an Avengers uh, spend game? Uh, no. No. Okay. Just been playing the campaign. Okay. All right. I don't really do microtransactions that much. Hmm. All right, and 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 Aisha, are you are you a gamer uh, by chance? Unfortunately, I'm not. Um, I did my gaming times um, when I was younger. I was that girl that just pressed any button and all buttons, and people would get mad that I won. Oh. Okay. Um, my brother, when he was little, he'd pass me the remote and be like, "Can you beat this level? I'll beat the level." Mm. I thought I was the shit, and then a couple years passed. I go into the room. He got the headphones. He got like it's like you know in the movies where they just grow up and you're like, wait, mm-hmm. you, you don't need my help. I don't. You don't. And he's like, you don't even know about this anymore. I'm like, okay. Wow. <laughs> wow. Like, so like, I, I did my duties as a sister. <laughs> okay, I got you. I got you. Yeah. Um. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, Carl. Uh, he's been uh. Been uh been on the video game tip play, PlayStation Four. Um, there's an Avengers mm-hmm. Avengers game that uh, came out recently, um, a bit bit controversial um, because it has like, you know, gambling like mobile game elements. Like you know where you how you, how you buy like mobile games and they're free, but like yeah, yeah. they compel you to like spend so you can like unlock all the extra features. Oh okay. Yeah, Avengers is kind of like that to a degree according to many reviews. So. I haven't got to that point yet, and I probably like won't. I'll just like I'll probably just play the campaign. Um, I know there's I was about like to say, are you buying stuff? What you doing over there? Spend <laughs> enough money as it is. <laughs> oh man. Well, all right. Uh, anything else in your world, Carl? Nope. Okay. It, huh? It's been kind of it's been kind of slow up here. Mm. Ah, <laughs> I hear that. I hear that. Um, and uh. Uh, as for me, on my end, I've actually been, you know, just been catching up on a whole bunch of movies, um, you know, like uh, left and right on HBO, Netflix, uh, rented a few uh, uh, video, uh, films on demand, because um, every year I, I uh, watch films to kind of like cultivate my 
year, my end of the year favorites. And I always like go back and kind of like revisit some old lists. So I've been catching up on films I've been I've been missing. Um, this weekend, I actually caught uh, uh, two films, actually no, three films um, that I do recommend. Um, they're all on Netflix. Um, there's one film. Mm. There's one film that came out. It's uh, written and directed by Charlie Kaufman. Um, he. Uh, it's called I'm Thinking of Ending Things. Um, and, okay. And that one, um, if if you're familiar with Charlie Kaufman, like he wrote um, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind with uh, Jim Carrey and Kate Winslet. Mm-hmm. Um, he also wrote um, Adaptation with Nicolas Cage and uh, Being John Malkovich. Mm-hmm. And so um, I'm thinking of, I'm thinking of ending things. This movie stars uh, Jesse Buckley and uh, Jesse Plemons, um, as well as Tony Collette and David Thewlis. Um, uh, and David Thewlis, you know, he one of his most recent roles. He played Ares in Wonder Woman. Um, uh, the the film. Sh- shut up. Carl. I hate your thorn, Barry. Shut, sh- sh- shut it, Carl. But anyway, <laughs> uh, but uh, but um. <laughs> But I'm thinking of ending things. It's it's a it's a really weird movie that you'd have to watch twice. It's kind of like a stream of consciousness movie. Like on the surface, it's about this about this couple, and um, the 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 young woman um, played by um, Jesse Buckley. Um, she's like in the name like the title says she's she's thinking of ending things with her boyfriend, uh, Jake, mm-hmm. uh, played by Jesse Plemons, and they're on this like long drive all the way to to his parents' house. And um, when they get to their parents, uh, his parents' house, like things start to get a little weird where they have like this really, this really weird, cringy, awkward dinner where it's just like you, you're kind of cringing from secondhand embarrassment because of how, how um, just, just like how his, uh, his mother, played by Tony Collette, is acting. And then Jesse Plemons is kind of like just sitting there all uptight, like just embarrassed by his parents. And, mm-hmm. um, and like, and like, and and as and as the scene progresses, like you see that like they randomly age. So like there's one there's one uh, moment oh, wow. where where the parents are like are, are like elderly and like knocking on death's door, and then it re- reverses back to them in middle age. And then it's it, it's just, it's just it's just so weird how it unfolds. And then like and then there's like um, different scenes of this old man who's a janitor at this high school. And it seems like he's kind of like recall, re- trying to like recall, reminisce like on his past, and mm-hmm. yeah, it's like it, it's it's a movie that's pretty hard to describe, but it, but it's one of those movies where it's it's very stream of consciousness. It's very like it's one it's very art house, and um, if you're familiar with like any of any of uh, Charlie Kaufman's other movies, um, like you know that you're in for something that's kind of like part like you know philosophical, um, like heady. Um, touches mm-hmm. on like you know some like you know emotion emotional themes like love uh, regrets thoughts um, the past and present memory um, it, it's something that's worth watching um, definitely worth watching okay. twice um, so if you're in a mood for something I feel like you're you're I feel like you're my new guy like I'm gonna have to be like hey uh, what do I need to watch and because I like I like stuff like that because if I can figure it out if yeah. I if I'll, I'll watch a movie and if I already figured out what's going to happen mm-hmm. I'm I'm not paying attention anymore and yeah. then I'll let it play to the end and I'll watch it and I'll be like oh I was right or oh I was wrong but it was a little bit of this or mm-hmm. I won't even pay no mind anymore yeah yeah so yeah so definitely uh check out um I'm thinking of ending things um okay cool yeah it's a really really unique feature um there's also another movie on Netflix which I recommend uh it's a new uh, South Korean uh, zombie movie it's called Alive 
um, or, okay. or hashtag alive. And uh, it's a movie where it's about this, um, uh, this, this, this young man who's trapped in his apartment. He like, he lives in this uh, high rise and um, there's like a zombie outbreak and um, he's trapped in his apartment complex and you know, he's trying to figure out how to survive, you know, like as like, he's also like, he's also a gamer. So he's like, he has like his uh, devices at the ready. Mm. Like he has like, he's like, you, he utilizes like a drone where he attaches a smartphone to kind of survey. Oh, that's sick. Okay. You know, survey the outside. Um, and he's like, you know, his, his resources are dwindling, like his food's be running, running out. Um, he's not sure like if, if he should risk like leaving his apartment to, for, for safer ground, if there is any, um, it's a pretty intense film. Um, I really enjoyed it. Um, it's, uh, it's a, it's a film that, you know, if, if you're a fan of like horror, uh, and zombie fiction and, and done in a, in a pretty creative way, there's some creative, uh, twists to it. Um, check out Alive or also okay. like the title is also called Hashtag Alive. Okay, um, okay. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a really now, cool feature. It's now are the zombies, and, and it, it is a goal of mine to be a zombie on, I know Walking Dead is kind of dwindling and it's more of the, what's the other one? Um, um, was there Fear of the Walking the, Dead? The, spin, oh. the spinoff to Walking Dead. Yeah. Oh yeah. Fear, Fear of the Walking Dead. Yep. Fear of the Walking Dead. I, I need to be a zombie on one of those shows that I know they shoot in Texas. Mm-hmm. Anyway, are the zombies the real vicious zombies that move dumb fast and you're like, oh shit, or are they like the slow ones that like in the movie? Oh, oh, they, they got their cardio game up. Yeah, they, they run. Uh, those are the scariest <laughs> ones. Oh, so the World War Z zombies. Yeah, World Yo. War Z. World War Z, I'm like, <laughs> yeah. they move way too fast, way too fast. You shouldn't be able to move that fast. You're as humans, we don't even move that fast. What's what's going on here? Yeah, like like and you, and the and the zombie effects are pretty interesting because of how they contort their bodies and their 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 eyes are just leaking blood. Um and like when they and like when they see you like boom, it's like Usain Bolt. It's like if your cardio game is not Oof. is not right, oh you are you're you're zombie food. So. Yeah, it's like that, and and there are some zombies that are like um like you know like big and burly, and they can bust down your door, and they have that speed advantage. Woof. <laughs> oh yeah, because yeah, if you're a big if you're a big guy, you're you're a big zombie. Yeah, yeah. So you've got some zombie That's linebacker. That's true. I, I, for, I forgot anybody could be a zombie. Anybody could get it. <laughs> yes, yes, indeed. Like if you so if you're like a zombie li- linebacker, well, you know. It's a wrap. <laughs> Indeed, unless you're a zombie linebacker as part of the Dallas Cowboys, like you're 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 taking another L, so you know it's it is what it is. But you know, our uh, defense was on point, so yeah. Once again, you need to pass. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, we're not the Browns. <laughs> oh well, true. We're not the Browns. True. You're you're not Cleveland. I mean, so so that's that that that's a win right there. If you're not Cleveland, that that's a win. So. Such as it is, but you know it's Dallas. I mean, you can't spell Dallas without two L's, right, Carl? Anyway, um, anyway, one more, <laughs> anyway, uh, one more movie. He doesn't watch football, so I can't roast this team. He probably would be a Browns fan. <laughs> listen, I listen. Browns, Reds, Purples. I, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I don't know football colors. Anyway, um, but uh. <laughs> But uh, but but there's one more movie I, I recommend. A third movie. It's a documentary on Netflix. It's uh, called Disclosure, 
and um, it's a movie. It's a it's a documentary that covers a, 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 tr- a transgender uh, actors um, in Hollywood, mm. and uh, and some of the most notable um, projects that they featured in, like over the decades, and like how far um, their trans representation has has come on the screen, how far it still has to go. Um, so you have like famous trans actors and actresses like Laverne Cox, who's a, who's prominently featured in it, um, and also touches on representation in certain films. Um, uh, from back in the day, like the Crying Game, for example, um, also uh, touches on like some transphobic um, um, uh, representations that from 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 beloved movies in the past, such as like Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, which woof is rough by today's standards. Um, um, I still I still laugh at it. I'm like, uh, it, 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 it's, it's still a favorite. I mean, like that, that ending, like, like it killed in '94, and, and, but, but today it's like it'll kill your career. <laughs> Never mind that. And right. <laughs> yeah. And and funnily, and funnily enough, um, when Jim Carrey was uh, actually auditioning or, or you know, looking to star in uh, Ace Ventura: Pet Detective, like his castmates on In Living Color found out, and some of them read the script, and they're like, they actually felt bad for Jim Carrey because they're like, oh my god, you're gonna tank your whole career on this piece of shit movie? Are you serious? And then, well, obviously, the opposite happened, and the blow up happened. He was yeah. like, "Shoot, sit at top." Yeah, it did. But yeah, that's a that's another docu- That's another film I recommend. Disclosure on have, Netflix. Have you seen um, Pose? Yes, yes. There you go. Uh, I, I, <laughs> there you go. I I love Pose. Pose is actually uh, one of my favorite new shows. Um, you it's know, amazing. It, it is like the the cast is exceptional um the, the writing I, I love the fact that you know you've got that's that it's a show that that's that it's a perfect example of having where representation <laughs> behind the camera is every bit as important as having it in front of the camera because it's their voices mm-hmm. their perspectives oh man it's exceptional series great cast uh the, the music the soundtrack i have i have the playlist on my spotify what? Um, it, oh, I'm slacking. All right, I gotta get it. I gotta get yeah. it. Oh yeah, it's 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 all that. Um, I can't wait for season three whenever it uh, does come out. Um, it, it's mm-hmm. it's gonna it's gonna be hot fire, for sure. Yeah. yeah. There's one thing I I I'm actually mad at myself that I did forget to mention this. This past Sunday we had another versus battle. I don't know if you've been keeping up with those, Anisha. I haven't. This Sunday, who who did this Sunday? Gladys Knight versus Patty LaBelle. What? What you say? Mm-hmm. Like, my girlfriend's like, mm-hmm. Like, clearly, <laughs> nobody told me. I'm like, what you mean? You, you saw it? I missed it. Uh, it. It should be on YouTube by now, but uh, that was like, that was just like an ultimate feel-good moment. I'm just like, I, I put it towards, I, I compare it to like, you know, when you're just going through it. And then some, you just go to see your mom and she gives you that hug and tells you that everything's going to be all right. <laughs> That's what it felt like. And I, I'm just like, and you know, I'm a DJ, so I, like I, I knew I knew more Patty songs, so I would give the win to her. But Gladys still came through and then Dionne Warwick ended up showing up and they sung that. What? Like, it was a beautiful moment. Mm. So oh, that's cool. awesome. I clearly have a lot of stuff to catch up on. Yeah, so the playlist is the playlist is on uh, Apple. Probably somebody did put it on uh, Spotify, and yeah, it should be on YouTube by right now. But yeah, if you get a chance, please check that out. Oh hell yeah! Okay, all right, indeed. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna have to check that out for sure. I mean, that's 
That sounds like a can't must see, can't miss. Right. Okay. All right. So yeah, that's that's pretty much what we've been up to. And uh, so uh, Anisha, uh, we'll, um, we'll 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 get into some of your work. Um, you know, uh, what, your story, what makes you you. Uh, so, um, uh, so real quick, we'll just begin at the beginning. So, Anisha, uh, where are you from? Where does your story begin? Well, my story begins in Providence, Rhode Island, <laughs> Washington Park. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, at a very young age, I, uh, I did martial arts. I, I was into my Power Rangers and my mom and dad, uh, my dad's a boxer. So I started getting into martial arts. Um, I did uh, Kempo, uh, I have a second degree uh, black belt in Kempo growing up. And then um, maybe like around 17, 18, 19, um, I started doing Taekwondo, uh, Olympic style Taekwondo. I got a first degree in that. And in the midst of all that, I was dancing uh, with Case Clothes. We were one of uh, the local crews in uh, Providence with uh, uh, my boy, uh, Sokia Ross. He, like, ran the program. And um, we were out of the carriage house on the east side. Uh, the carriage house is an amazing uh, place for artists to go, people to go mm-hmm. for nothing and you got to work on your art and develop pretty much anything you could put your mind to and we would have um our open open mic nights friday nights friday night live we would perform there would be acting there would be a whole lineup so those were those were my ri days i literally i would dance i would go to school i went to rhode island college uh with a social work degree Okay. So I went to school, and then I would after school I would go dance, and then I would go to work. I also worked in the after zones um, when they had them. Uh, there was just it was all after school programs. Uh, they had pretty much everything you can uh, choose from in all the inner city uh, middle schools and some of the high schools. Um, I would go teach my dance classes, put a whole routine together, and at the end they would have like a performance. So I was teaching at three to four different schools after I would go to school. So I would do that, go dance, and then I also worked in a group home because my first job was at Washington Park uh, Rec Center. Mm. And then um, I worked there. My schedule had to change, and my boss sent me to her group home that was across the street. So I would do overnights there, and then pretty much like that was like my routine, dance, dance, dance go to work, make my money so I could pay school off so I didn't have any, like, loans or anything like that. So I had a couple jobs to, like, be able to knock all that out. Mm-hmm. So that was pretty dope. Um, yeah, Rhode Island College. Uh, every festival, every Dominican festival you could think of, I was, I was there performing full out. Um, once I graduated from college... I saw, the, oh, there was this dance, it was like a dance competition online, mm-hmm. and I entered, and it was to dance for T-Pain, so oh, okay. I was like, I, and this, it's funny, because this program was, 
I think I won something small on it and they never contacted me. So when I saw the T-Pain thing, I was like, oh, this is bullshit. Like they already, like they're weird. They get all whatever. Mm-hmm. And my homegirl was like, no, like get on this. So I made my little video and then I like got through all the rounds. And then before I knew it, they flew me to Miami to audition. And there was a good 40 of us or something like that. He picked 10 of us, flew us back and then I kind of didn't hear from them for a couple of months and I'm still in, I'm still almost uh, about to graduate with my social work degree. Mm. And then by the end, my college graduation day and my first show day were the same exact day. So I had to go to San Francisco oh, wow. um, to perform. And, you know, I was like, well, I was, I was upset because um, it took me a while to finish school. It took me a little longer than, the average, I guess. Mm -hmm. And school was a little harder for me. So I was like very proud that I finished, but then I was like, I gotta go do this. I can't, I, Mm -hmm. there's no, you know, I, I I just have to go. So it was cool. Like I had my own little cookout, my own little situation, which was better than graduating because it's like all your people. Mm -hmm. So that was pretty amazing. And then, um, I danced for a year, uh, couple maybe two or three years with uh pain and we traveled everywhere australia um europe africa we went everywhere for a couple years and then doing that i worked my way to la i like literally packed two bags each for every show that i had and then because we did a lot of uh radio shows too like so the show was in chicago Mm -hmm. i was still living at home so I take a bag, bring it to Chicago with me, and then a couple of my dancer friends that I met, I was just using a room as storage. So then I would have the radio show fly me to LA after. Because mm-hmm. we didn't have to pay for any of that. They're just like, well, where are you going? And then they would just schedule it for us. So literally, I had huge bags every show, and I would bring it from one show to the next, drop it off in LA. Then the next show came around, I would hang out in LA for a little while, then get on another plane, do the same exact thing, go to Rhode Island for a little while. And I just did that for, I want to say almost a year I was doing that, just slowly, just moving things, figuring out what my transition was going to be. Um, Once I actually figured it out, I stayed, I ended up coming to LA. um, Came to LA, started working like, the industry life of not just being on tour. Like now I'm not on tour. Okay. What do I do? I have to audition. I have to audition for the movie. Okay. How do I do that? I showed up. It was literally like 500 girls and I'm just like, (laughs) okay, this is what I'm doing. Got it. Like you perform, you get cut, you get kept, you move on. And then literally the next day you did it, just did it all over again. So I did that for a couple of years um booked a bunch of jobs did a bunch of um television shows award shows just things like that of uh, music videos and um i also actually worked in a a rehab out here uh using my social work degree um i would do overnights mm-hmm. so that way i could dance throughout the day things mm-hmm. like that um i danced for years and I started meeting some dancers that also did stunts. Okay. And when I first first started, a couple of the guys they were like, "You should you should just do stunts. Like, 
don't dance, but I just started dancing. So I'm like, no, this is my dream. This is my passion. Like I need to be doing this. And I didn't have to be honest. I didn't even put together like stunts, martial arts when I watch like it, it is crazy. I just didn't link it like me watching Power Rangers all these years. That's done. Like watching a car crash, watching a fight, watching somebody reload a gun, watching somebody go through a window, fall to the floor. Like, you, I just didn't register that that could be a job. Mm. You think it's the actor, you see it, whatever. So um, I was going through a transition out here and I was moving. And once I moved, I was like, well, I have, I have to like, you know, just refocus, recheck in with myself. What am I doing? Why am I here? What should I do? What should I not do? So I decided to start dabbling in stunts and just start training again. Like, at least I was like, all right, let me get my kicks back. Mm. Let me start doing things like that. And I started going to a gym called um, Joining All Movement out here. And there's a lot of trickers. And they, like, they flip. They do all kinds of crazy stuff. And they would also have, like, some martial arts classes. And one of the guys, um, his name is Vlad Rimberg. He, um, I took his class, and he's a Taekwondo guy. So once he started seeing me kick, he was like, who the hell are you? Like, where did you come from? And, and I was just like, hello, sir. Oh, uh, I, I'm just, you know, I'm just here. I'm just trying to kick and, and, you know, see what stunts are like. And he goes, oh, okay, cool. He got me and another guy together, uh, a friend of mine, and he asked him to do a fight video for me. Because I guess out here they, it's it's a we I did a, like a fight demo or a practice fight. So what I did, he was like, you need to showcase because I'm coming in this cult, like just the same way I came into dance. I was like, oh audition, uh, oh a headshot. Mm-hmm. I need a resume, like not a work resume. I got I was like I got my uh, social work resume. They're like, no girl, like it's a whole different scene. Mm-hmm. So. Pretty much, I we put this video together of me taking a lot of wrecks and getting beat up because it in the stunt world they want to see you. It's easy to throw the punch, but it's harder to react to it. It's harder for timing and even hitting the floor. Mm-hmm. So he was just like, "All right, you're gonna you're gonna get swept and your legs gonna go like this, and then you're gonna drop this way." And I was like, "Uh, okay." And this is my first time even hitting the ground in years. Like, he's like, all right, so he's going to pick you up and slam you and you're going to land back. And like, it was just literally all new information for me, but my body was very familiar with it and we just went with it. And I used that video, like if people would ask me, hey, let me see your stuff because I didn't have a reel yet. Um, I didn't have like a stunt reel, so I would send them that video and that pretty much showcased what I could do. Mm-hmm. So, and then from there... I got into the stunt world. Um, my first job was Altered Carbon, uh, season one. Um, I doubled Renee Goldsberry. Um, and it was, it was pretty awesome. Uh, my stunt coordinator for that. So the guy that made that video for me, another stunt coordinator, um, Larnell Sovel, was like, hey, I need a girl that looks like this and that could do this, this, and this. And he just made this video with me, Vlad. So he's like, I have the perfect person. Showed him the video, got hired. So I would think I was training for stunts for about four to six months before I booked my first job. And then Larnell Stovall, he was like, 
the big brother of stunts for me. He's like, okay, this is what you need. This is what you got to do. Don't do this, do that. And I was in Canada working on that for four months, three or four months. And my first shot in my first take of, I learned about my fights. I did everything I had to do. This is my first time on camera in the middle of some woods. And he turns around and he goes, I just want everyone to know that this is Anisha's first time <laughs> on camera doing stunts. Oh. And I was like, <laughs> my heart dropped. Like, that's how much of a big brother he came. It was just like calling you out. This is a big, huge production. There's crane, there's people, like, there's a big fight scene, and I was just like, okay, here we go, and it was one of the coolest moments I've ever had, and I just never wanted to stop after that. Um, I was in hustle mode, and uh, you mentioned Luke Cage. That was my first time picking up and traveling somewhere just to, like, do a job stunt-wise. I went to New York, did that, came back. And from there, um, I did a couple years of just uh, shows, NCIS, um, American Horror Stories, like just doing a bunch of shows. And then I got into um, John Wick, Mm -hmm. and that was pretty crazy. It was pretty much um, stunt boot camp 101 because I knew I do Taekwondo, and Kempo, but it was more of, it's more judo, and it's more, um, they call it like, like gunfu, because mm-hmm. the, the, uh, the people that I train with are, the company is called 8711, and they're the, uh, Chad Stahelski is the stunt, um, the director. Yep of John Wick, but he also runs 8711, so he teach class, and we would just get drilled and drilled and drilled and drilled, and I literally trained for about six to seven months for the movie. I went, I would train every morning. Well, we had a place called the Dog House, where we trained the dog, well, the, the dog trainers trained the dogs, and I went to, I went there, mm-hmm. I worked with the dogs. We do a lot of gun training. I went to the gun range a lot. And it was like, I was pretty much in like stunt school. It was like, I would train all morning, go work with the dogs, go shoot some guns and do it all over again. So, um, and I was just, I was very fortunate to work with some amazing people. Um, Heidi Moneymaker in my eyes is top, one of the top stunt women in the world and one of the sweetest women in the world. And she, was uh, pretty much by my side that whole time, training me and getting me together for that. Um, and then in that, I was doubling Hallie, and Hallie just is the sweetest, nicest person you could ever meet. And she was just full of love and always wanted me to win. And she knew it was, like, one of my first big things. And she was just like, I'm just happy you're here. And I was like, I'm happy to be here. <laughs> like, super high there- pitch. Time. I'm like okay like, so that was pretty amazing that whole journey um, all the guys all the stunt guys like everybody was just super helpful if I needed anything everybody always had my back mm-hmm. um, 
And then after that, right after that, um, I doubled Journey, Smollett, um, in uh, Birds of Prey. And that was just, it's just every movie is just so different. You never know what's going to happen. You never know what you're about to deal with that day. So that was pretty amazing to just to hop onto that job. And it's some of the same guys, um, uh, Jonathan Sabio was stunt coordinator and he also was stunt coordinator for that. So I was with a lot of the same guys again and, it's just so different, like Harley Quinn, like going from John Wick to like a Harley Quinn, like they're like, okay, so today you're going to be on a teeter-totter, and when you step on it, it's going to tilt this way, and then the guy's going to fly that way, and then you're going to do a flying sidekick when he tilts you and go across it, and I'm just like, all right, let's okay. go. Okay. Or like the um, at the end when they have the, the carousel. Mm -hmm. It was literally oh. a rotating platform, and we had hands on it, and just that process, like, how are we going to figure this out? Where are the cameras going to be? Are we going to, we, we like, we numbered the hands because they were all very similar. So we ended up numbering them and we numbered the floor. Mm -hmm. So we'd be like, okay, number four. Okay. I started at number four, but the next section I started at number eight. So you just, it was just like a huge mind situation when we were on that. You had to be on point because then when the big cameras came in, they're figuring out where they are. We would like rotate the carousel. We'd have to like rotate around one time before he would yell action. If we, if anybody was wrong, mm -hmm. we just had to reset the whole thing, re-rotate it. So oh, it was, man. it was very, very tedious. And just to be a part of like creating the vibe of that was pretty amazing. And you was taking me back when you was talking about, you know, the carriage house, performing, carriage at, <laughs> performing at the Dominican Festival and stuff. I actually remember you from Hope. And I remember, like, everybody from the carriage house was at Hope, and then we was all just break, we was break dancing and, you know, practicing capoeira, which you didn't mention that you knew how to do, because that's how I'm I black. met you. I know, I was just... <laughs> That's how I met you, and you just came into the cipher, and I'm just like, whoa, where did this girl come from? And then, next thing you know, I didn't even know your name. I just knew you as Capoeira. Girls. That's, right. what, <laughs> that's what I got. That's what I, you know, that's what I called you. And I'm right. Just, but, yeah, you were just taking it back. <laughs> yeah. Those hope days, running around those hallways, going to... And then in Hope, too, it was like, I had the best experience, because after a while... I went to gym. You know, we had like white days and uh, blue days. Yeah. They took, there was so many kids that I didn't have to go to gym anymore. I had double dance. So I was literally in dance for three hours at a time every other day. Really? Like, oh. Who doesn't want that kind of schedule? Like that was my shit. Like I was like, and that was my gym. And then it was also my, my, um, my art so i was it was yeah you didn't have to wear your plain white t-shirt navy blue shorts and my worst miss patterson impression miss patterson <laughs> <laughs> oh man you want to hear something that funny little woman, she was she she was it's the one still there yep wow 
man, I mean, wow. Yeah, she said she's been there for generations, man. Yeah, like, I even think, like, my dad, like, she was like, I know your dad. I'm like, what? All right, everybody. Everybody knows your dad, Nisha. Well, yeah, besides. <laughs> you, can't, you can't miss him. <laughs> you cannot miss this guy. Oh, man. So it's like, you answered, like, so many, um, like, questions that I had listed. Um, one thing I noticed that you was in um, a game that I actually did start playing. But I never That's quite right. Finished. You was in the Bat- Batman, the enemy within. And you was the stunt coordinator for, I mean, you was the, you did the stunts for Catwoman. Yeah. So what, so what was that experience like as far as like, like how different it was, you know, doing a video game as far as like doing a movie or a TV show? Well, that one was very different because we also, and so the same um, guy that was running that was the same guy that uh, made my first video, Vlad Rimberg. Uh-huh. He was the uh, the stunt coordinator and um, on that. So what he did, the process for that was, we create we have you get the storyline, and then they ask you to create the fight for it, and then you send it back to them, and then they redo this down the third. But that video game is different from a lot because they they draw, they draw everything out. So they they drew they pretty much drew us based off of what we were doing. So it's not like your normal video game. They, they put you in the all black with the dots all over you and you're behind this big, huge green screen and then they record it like that. And it's like 3D print of you and the full whole, the whole thing. So this was pretty cool. It was almost, um, when we do stunts, we call it a previs. And what it is, is we make, we make an example of what the fight will be like based off of the script so that's how he filmed for that video game so he's like okay batman has to do this joker has to do this okay you guys all start off tied up he says a couple lines in the game if someone presses this button this happens if someone presses this button this happens so we just pretty much filmed it and it was a great experience just being with some of the guys that i've i've worked with and for vlad to see me grow like it was pretty cool um, so it wasn't as, it wasn't that different compared to like what we do in the movies, but normally in a video game, like I was saying, you got the dots, you got like green screen and you're like, they're like run. And you're like, okay. And then like now jump. And you're like, and then they computerize you and they throw it all in the computer and stuff like that. So it was, it's, it's a little different, but it was still a lot of fun. All right. Okay. And then to see your moves, to see your same moves in the video game, you're like, oh, oh. that's pretty cool too. Yeah, I, uh, I, I bet. And you also, and um, also, the late Chad Gaspard was also doing the the stunts for Bane in that movie. Now, did you have any experiences with Chad? Chad is was the man. He was the sweetest guy. He was one of, um, he did um, Birds of Prey with us, and we, what were they called? The, like, they were like the macho guys. Um, Rosie, Rosie Perez, she fought, like, the macho guy, so he was one of the, the muscle heads, and they, every time it turned around, they're like, can we go to the gym? 
uh, we need to go work out. Can we, Anisha, come here, let me pick you up. One hand, you see that? You like that? And I'm like, oh, snap. He's like, I'm like, left hand now. He's like, yeah, cool, boom. Like, he was just the sweetest guy. Um, super down to earth. I mean, the, the world is just crazy how just things change and people, like, literally just get taken from us. Yeah. And it was just, I'm just glad I got to know him and in that scene. He's the last guy we beat up. They don't okay. show because the fights get chopped up to the point where you're watching it and you're like, that is not what we did. Or the fight would be like three minutes long. You see 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. I've ne- that, I think that's one of the most things. I'm like, but we, but I jumped and I, I did this and I did, and it gets cut. So his ending scene, like we all like beat him up and he drops and like, he's just, He's just, he was just himself and that, that wrestler in him, it was perfect. Like the whole, he takes his mask off. He's like yelling and screaming and we just beat him up. (laughs) Would you ever try out to be, to be a WWE wrestler with your, you know, with your experience in stunt work? I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say no. I could, I could see myself coming through only just because like. I I don't know, dancing, just doing the most. So I'm like, I could come in, slide in, cuss a couple people out. What? That would be like the best time ever. Yeah, and plus, like, uh, professional wrestling draws out a lot of a lot of your strengths as a performer, like uh, bringing in the dancing, bringing in the stunt work. You know, like like selling moves. Like, like it could, it could be a pretty cool pretty cool gig. That could be something. Yeah. You guys, I think you guys might be onto something. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And just make sure you what's shop. that? What's, what's <laughs> that? Sh- there's a show on. Um, oh my god, I'm drawing a blank. It was like my favorite show. It's on Netflix, right? It's all women wrestlers, like back oh, in like Glow. Glow. Yeah. Um, Shauna, Shauna Duggins, Diggins or Duggins is the stunt coordinator. She like she won an Emmy from it. Like. Hmm. Those women are so cool. Like, they're, I would love to be in that era on that show. Uh-huh. Yeah, that show's so, pretty epic. What yeah. was your most dangerous stunt that you performed? Um, I haven't really had anything to... I mean, danger. Like recently, I I had to scale a four four story building. I was harnessed, but it doesn't feel like you're harnessed. And I had to and I had to make it look very realistic. So they couldn't give me. I couldn't have too much um, pull on the line to where it's like you could tell when someone's like literally being like lowered versus me actually lowering myself and I had like cuts and bruises all down my arms because I was literally I told him I said don't give me uh don't don't pull too hard to where I feel like I'm I'm sitting because if you feel like you're sitting then if someone's watching it and you're like oh like you could tell she's on something or whatever so I I made that mistake by saying that because I, I really felt like I wasn't on a line and 
you know, in my mind, it, and we're filming, we don't have a lot of time. And I'm just like, if I slip the wrong way, you drop a little bit. And it's that drop that you're like, <gasps> like, wait, I'm on, right? Like, you're like, oh, shit. And the guys are great. They all, they hooked me up pretty, uh, really well. But it was just that. And like, sometimes like I was really climbing by myself and like I was going from floor to floor. So there was these big, huge windows and the last drop, I literally had to, like, I did it. My, I had to do it myself because the ledge was so far compared to like taking a step. Like I literally had to let go and drop down. So it was pretty in my, I was just like going inside. I was just like, and I would do it and we'd go and my boss would be like, good. Can you go again? And I'm like, yes, sir. Let's go. And I'll be like, oh shit, we're going again. All right. Remember what you did. Remember what you grabbed because if they like what you did, you have to do exactly what you did. They're like, can you pause this time and like look down and I have to like kick this plant off and I have to watch it like go all the way to the bottom and then start climbing. So moments like that right before I'm like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. All right, go, go, go. So you would go for it. But um, I think I am about to actually do my most dangerous stunt in about two weeks. I'm doing a fire burn. Ooh. So they literally light you up and I'm going to be upside down, hanging upside down. <laughs> So, my most dangerous is yet to come, but it, it is coming soon. It is very, well, uh, it is around the corner. You will not be afraid. At least you're pro I'm pretty sure you're not afraid of heights anymore, if you ever was before. Yeah, that out the window. On to the next. Upside down, on fire. Go. <laughs> You know, and, uh, so and it's like right out of quarantine too. Like it wasn't. It's not like oh, I've been working. Okay, now I'm doing this. I got a phone call. He's like, hey, so uh, you you down new fireburn? I'm like, hell yeah. I've never done one. That's gonna be amazing. He goes upside down, and I was like, all right, <laughs> cool. I was like, one second, okay, both feet tied upside down. So I was like, all right, it's gonna be fun. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah and you know uh and, you know you know thinking thinking about like you know the you know remarkable uh body of work that you that you've had so far uh anisha um you know um you know in recent years you know there's been like this uh, uh desire among fans and even uh industry professionals about about getting more recognition uh for stunt performers stunt coordinators um you know for example um the, there's some fans and and uh, industry professionals that want to see an Oscars category for best stunt ensemble or stunt performers. Um, as you may know, like the Screen Actors Guild, they have uh, best stunt ensemble awards for film and television, which they had since 2007. Um, like, it, like in, in your view, what are your thoughts on um, the industry recognizing or giving more recognition to stunt performers um, with uh, with acknowledgement that's on par with like you know your your standard um, acting categories like lead actor, supporting actor, things like that. I mean, I think it. I think it's amazing, and it's something that should have already been into play, only because it's like we all know it's movie magic. Mm -hmm. There's something behind everything, and little little do they know, or people know more now, but. The actor doesn't do 
all their stunts. And if they do all their stunts, the setup behind that mm-hmm. for an actor to just come in and say, and where, you know, as a performer, as a teacher, this is what you're doing today. All right. So for the next four months, we're going to train this actor. We're going to do this, 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 and this for our final performance. So if we're not training them to get to that ability to do it on their own and testing it, making sure it's safe, making sure I get the bumps and bruises before we hand it off to them because we don't want anything like that ever to happen. Because that's for us, that's like our job. It's like you're done. Mm-hmm. So to certain things, it's just although the actors do if they were in that situation to where they did do all of their stunts, we're still like the bones of the operation. Like there's so much work put in and stunts like the departments, they get a lot of money to put in that much work. Hmm. Like I was saying about the carousels, like the, for um, birds of prey, the guys, um, I respect my guys so much because it's one doubling a lead actor, but the harder part is to be a goon, to be a bad guy, because those guys get thrown over and over and over again. And in movies, you see like 50 guys, but really it's 10. And those same 10 are being rotated for certain situations. Sometimes there are 50 men fights, whatever. But we te- we have to test it. They like they literally, as they built the carousel, they gave us one of the hands and it sits like this. And we they rigged it up for us, and we're just trying to figure out what looks cool for my actress to do because in in the movie Black Canary was all legs, like we wanted her to be all kick. Mm-hmm. Huntress is more John Wick. Harley does her acrobat things and smashes everybody with a bat, and then um, Rosie was more of like a boxing New York vibe, brass knuckles. So everybody still has their vibe. And it's kind of cool because as stunts, we help develop those parts of the character. Hmm. And then, so like for the hands example, and the hands like slap, like they slap back. So the guys are like, okay, well, what if I do this? I said, all right, I could throw you, you'll go over my head and then somebody else will come this way. And we're like falling and colliding. Or there's also a scene where um, down the slide, the slide scene in the movie, I've never watched, it, it was just genius. It was the stunt guys. It was a lot of my really good friends. Um, they're trying to figure out how to film it, how to film a fight in a slide to make it look good. So they're practicing like somebody's jumping on the top. Someone's pulling the camera down this way. And then the camera guy had the other stunt guys pulling his feet out of the tunnel. So where it's a smooth shot all the way through through so when the actresses do get in there they're not colliding and bumping into people and when the dp comes for the movie we're like hey this is what we shot they like it they don't like it they say tweak this change that so then you go in there and we do it all over again so like there's it's a lot of work that's put into it for then the actress to come and you're like okay let's practice this 10 times okay now that you got that when he comes this way you land on top you stab him in the neck stab him in the neck then you slide you right like we're coming up with the dance for the fight. Mm-hmm. So um, to bring it back, like I stunts should be recognized as the, its own 
entity and some of the award shows. What confuses me though is how how exactly will it get broken down? Like, mm. is it stunt coordinator? It like, are, can they? You know what I'm saying? Because it, it'll yeah. be kind of hard to like, because like John Wick, like how he did a lot of her own stunts. Mm. Like that woman is a G. Like she's amazing. <laughs> And we, we vibe off each other. Like, we'll do a section, and she'll be like, Anisha, how would you do this? And I'm like, well, I would normally go here, here, and then shoot this guy. And she's like, okay, well, that's how I want to do it. Because, like, we work as a team. Like, I'm doubling her, so I'm watching how she moves. And then when I do have to go in, I need to move like her. I can't move like me. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I can't I can't think, like, or when Journey for Black Canary, like, She's kicking and stuff. I know certain kicks that she does really well and certain ones that she doesn't. Obviously, for stunt-wise, if it's the back of my head, I can go crazy because they can't, they don't know who it is. But, you know, you you work to what the actor is best at and you just highlight those things and you just make them great. So, Hmm. yes, stunts should have their own everything. Now, were you... um like, we really use, like, the last two movies you just mentioned. Were you, like, Holly Berry's only stunt devil or in, or Journey but Journey Smollett's only stunt devil? Or was there, like, a team of you guys? So, like, just in case if you got hurt or something, there will be, be a backup one. So was there, like, a whole team? Or was it just you and Holly, you and Journey? Yeah, it was just it was just me and Hallie for that, and then me and it was just me and Journey for the um that one is uh, the next one as well. Normally, when it's just a lot of fighting, there's normally one person, but sometimes um like for Lovecraft, for instance, Journey had a driving double. She had somebody in the water, and then she had like a person, uh, a stunt person. Say if I was there, like she was rolling down like that whole when they're running in the woods, or that she falls or gets hit. Like that would be your fight stunt person. So some there are different um, specialties in stunts to where they will bring certain people in to do certain things. So uh, actress can have multiple um, doubles. I think like Hallie did a movie called Kidnap or something like that. She did have like four different doubles. Oh, okay. Yeah. So sometimes there are, but in my situations it was just me. Okay, and. And uh, what would you say is like um, from from a from a fan's perspective or a lay person's perspective? What would you say is like the biggest uh, misconception or the most misunderstood thing about what stunt coordinators do or what stunt performers do um, from an audience perspective? Um, well, I think like I was saying, no, you don't. You you watch a movie and you like it, and even if you don't like certain things, you're like, oh, whatever. They could have done way better than that. Oh, they look at what did they do? That fight was, but there's so much work put into that one hour and fifty odd minutes. Um, and then I think another misconception is I feel like a lot of people think they could do it. Hmm. Like I could do that, just like just exactly the same way I felt in dancing. They're like, oh, like because it looks so smooth, it looks fun, it looks easy, like. Mm-hmm. Oh look, they punched. They like everybody was on point with the with the choreo, but then it's like someone goes to throw a punch, start teaching them and training them. Like, wait, this is hard. I have to turn my hips, turn my feet, look mm-hmm. first before I strike, so I don't really hit somebody. Mm-hmm. 
you do hit each other sometimes if it calls for it in that moment. But, you know, it's spacing. It's working with an actor and not hitting the actor. Um, or if the actor hits you, you, you got to keep it pushing. Or if, you, if you're in a take and you're doing something and you get hit the wrong way or pulled or yanked the wrong way, like, you have to just keep going sometimes and worry about the pain or suffering or whatever through later. Cause you have to do what you have to do to get the shot. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And, and it's, uh, and one thing too, that you, that you mentioned, uh, uh, uh just, just a bit earlier was, um, like, like when you were, uh, being Holly Berry's uh, stunt double in John Wick, for example, or, or Journey Smollett Bell's, uh, stunt double in Birds of Prey, like you, like it was more than just like, you know, putting together the action scenes. Like you had to like, like essentially like mimic, uh, or kind of like clone like their movements, like how they move and how they, you know, their physicality as actresses, as performers, like you had to kind of mirror that too as well. Yeah. So, so I thought, yeah, I thought that was really, I thought that was pr- uh, pretty interesting. So it's like very intricate. So there's a lot of, a lot of moving, subtle moving pieces that, you know, on the surface that you might not even think about. Yeah. yeah. There was a uh, one time we got um, all the girls, all the stunt, all the, your background, all the doubles for all the girls behind you. Um, we were doing the carousel sequence and it was just stunts and we were running through the choreo and we were moving like, cause of the stunt and even the guys like the, so the little girl in the show, um, the, her double was, uh, this girl named, um, Marissa and another, um, another, uh, stunt girl double for her. So, you know, the guys it's like, Oh, it's a stunt double. Yank. Like they're like yanking her and throwing her and they're moving so quick. And then when actual you know when the girl came in everybody was like huh. <laughs> so everybody's so like delicate with her and my boss he was yelling at us he was like guys you have to do the same thing you already do like obviously like this is our job we move quick like we and and then we're all working with each other 24 7 like we know the choreo so we're running through it and he's like whoa 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 slow down and we're like oh shit like you don't realize like you're like okay because, like, we, I was just telling you, you have to embody who's actually doing the moves. Mm-hmm. And if we're all moving a mile a minute, and then the actors come in, and they're smooth in their own way. Like, I'm not, like, it's just a different a different vibe to their choreo, or they do their acting beats in between. Like, we think we know the acting beats, because we still have to play those when we're also doing our stunts. Mm-hmm. And that was actually one of the hardest things I had to learn when I did Alter Carbon for the first uh, my first show. They were like, okay, here's a script. I was like, a script? I came here to fight. What are y'all talking about, a script? And he's like, yeah, you do this, this, this. You shoot him in the head. You catch a knife. You turn. You say this line, this line, this line. And then you go back into a fight. That was the hardest thing in the world for me. <laughs> I just, I would be fighting. And then a lot of the times I'll go, Line, 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 line. Because <laughs> I would just I would just draw a blank. I, I wouldn't remember. And then, too, for us, when we make the stunt previous video for it, they, they bleep our voices out. Mm. Our voices will be muted. Because when you show production and you show the directors, they don't want them to see how I interpret the character. And then there's misconceptions. And then they're like, oh, we don't. Kind of don't want her to do that, but we don't want them to look at me reading the lines and get distracted. It's what they're looking at is the fight. So 
we bleep them and like we'll put the words under them so they know that that's a pause for lines and things like that. I got gotcha. you. Okay. Cool. Wow. Yeah. Like I never really, I never thought like how hard it was. Like I always knew it was hard, but not as like not as detailed. Mm-hmm. The work was. Mm-hmm. I always thought it was all right. You're gonna jump off this building onto this, onto this pad, and then that's kind of like that's like the shot, and then they just kind of like CG the actors. CGI start. the rest in. They yeah. they uh, fix it in post. Fix it in post. <laughs> See, well, yeah, with stuff like that, that's why there's a stunt coordinator. And if the shot is okay, we're gonna jump from this building to this building. The stunt coordinator has to go. Okay, so we're gonna need a rigger because. We work very close to the riggers, and some riggers only work with stunts. And then you have your harness. There's pick points on your body for that jump. So say if they pick you right here and right here, and then the wire's on top, as you jump, you might you might um, tip over because of where you're picked. So you might rock forward. They're like, okay, that's not going to work. Reset. Let's pick her from the back and have one hook and have one wire. So you do it again, you test it out, and they make sure everything's padded properly and whatnot. So, yeah, there's a lot of little key things to go behind, even a simple building-to-building jump. Uh, what stuff was, like, the most fun? Like, what? Yeah. I think I, um, I'm pretty proud of uh, John Wick working with the dogs, fighting holding them, letting them go to attack one of the guys. And as they're like going crazy, like right here, I'm shooting somebody, taking them down. Um, one of the coolest ones when I slid under um, under this like wagon and then the dogs took off and jumped on top of the wagon. So like they were on top and I slid under and they attacked two guys and took them down. And as I slide under, I come up and I shoot them in the head while the dogs are like, tearing them apart so that was probably one of the more epic moments that i've had personally where i'm like i'm about to slide under this table and then the dogs can get distracted super easy because we were in morocco shooting that scene and there was cats everywhere Hmm. everywhere we started we would start a shot and i'd be like can we can we hold on for one second uh um yeah, he's not paying attention. <laughs> he sees the cat right now, and he'd be like, so, you know, if I were to let him go, he would go all the way left, and we'd have to bring it back, we'd have to get all the cats off the shot, or just things like that. So I think working with the dogs and stuff like that was a lot of fun for me, and uh, very different. Okay. And um, I watched the DJ Khaled Just Us video. <laughs> And I tried to pinpoint you out somehow, someway, because IMDb said that you was one of the warriors. So I'm like, all right, where is she? Where is she? Where is she? I think there was one scene where Scissor was like using, was swinging the sword, but her hair was covered. So I'm like, okay, that has to be her. Her hair's colored like that. It's not, it's covering her face. So it won't be, so you can't see that it's her. So I'm guess I'm taking a wild guess if that was you or not. I think that was me. That that was me because I remember being on that wire and it was like slowly dropping me and I just had to hold the poles. I was like, ah, 
coming down. Um, I've actually double SZA a couple times. The video with her and Kendrick, um, it's like um, a throwback to old Chinese uh, fight movies, how they filmed it. I think it's called Doves in the Wind. And he, she pretty much goes through these little like booby traps and fights a couple guys and then she gets to Kendrick and then he does his verse, but then they fight and they're doing the whole like, I am your father, come here. <laughs> and then they fight. So that was pretty dope to do that. And then um, I also did that video for her as well. So. That's you know, and now like, that's like a fun part. Now, I'm like, if I knew here and there, I'm like, all right, this is where she's at. Is that her? Is that her? Like, I feel like I, I'm, I'm going to make a game out of it now. If I know that you're in it or I'm going to go back and watch some of your stuff, I'm going to try to find you. If you go, if you watch Altered Carbon and you'll know exactly what I'm talking about, like that one moment. I told you, like I said, we was in the woods. It, it is crazy because it's like you after a while, you know, you know, your friends. So yeah. like I get some sometimes I get a phone call be like niche I know that was back of your head I just know it the way that kick the way that kick laid down I said oh yeah that was me they're like I knew it I knew it so but Alter Carbon there's a couple where you'll you'll be like oh yeah I'm gonna do I'm gonna do that now now I'm gonna I'm gonna watch I Carbon <laughs> I have a reason to that. <laughs> And, you know, I, I will say, like, uh, after this conversation, it makes me want to go back and rewatch John Wick Chapter 3 and Birds of Prey, you know, after this. Because, uh, you know, I I mean, I'm a huge John Wick fan. So and, and that and that scene with with Holly Berry and uh, Keanu was just wow. Just like, yeah, it was a work of art. I mean, I, I can't I can't do it justice with words, but but yeah, that's just how it was. Yeah, and with with John Wick, it's actually pretty cool because um, the guys and like I said, uh, Chad Stahelski, like we literally, I mean, I don't know many shows that do this, but we count our bullets. Really? So you know, how, like sometimes you watch something and somebody will be shooting for days with the same mag, just forever, like throughout the whole movie. They're like, blah, 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 blah. but we're like, I'm like, well, I just shot the gun. 12 times so i need a new mag because in real life you're out you need to do something to reload or take it off someone's hip or shoot them take their gun mm -hmm. so i think i i love john wick for that for being very true to oh there you go very, sorry very true to the realism of of that part mm. oh, yeah. yeah absolutely so, so yeah. That battery on the phone hit. I was like, all right, wait, let me get, let me plug this up real quick. <laughs> all, right. all right. But, but yeah, Carl, um, yeah, any, any other, any other questions, any other things you had? Yeah, one thing. What is, what is Niche, niche Nation? I know I'm going to say, I know I'm saying it wrong. Niche Nation? Niche, 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 no, Niche Nation. You said it right. Niche Nation. Oh, okay. Niche Nation, I feel, is just, it's a way for me to have multiple personalities and the things that I do, and I can showcase each thing and do it well. Um, I just feel like I have so many different interests, and 
different talents that I like to explore. So Niche Nation kind of came about because this is I just feel like it's my little world. And one day you'll get a dance video and the next day you'll get me going through some glass. And then the next day I'm back to being at the beach. Like, so it's just like everything in a whole um, that I do and love. Okay. And where can we find Niche Nation? Oh, well, you can find me on the gram, Niche Nation. I also have, I don't really pay attention to it that much. I need to do better. But my uh, <laughs> YouTube and am I six? Niche Nation 6. They made me change it a little bit, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. That's what's up. Right. Um, oh, man. But yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty much all I got. Well, our usual, we have, whenever we have a guest on um, on the Codex Prime podcast, we always ask like these, a few little this or that questions. Just, uh -huh. so, just, just for like this, just for the sake of laughs. Yeah. Uh, oh, and, oh, and oh, real quick, not to not to cut you off, Carl. Um, uh, the 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 this or that it was actually inspired by uh, the Jamel Hill is unbothered podcast. So, uh, shout out shout outs to her for for this feature. That's where uh, that's where I got the idea. So, yeah, yeah. So. Um, um, okay, you did tell us you're not a gamer, so that it that you know eliminates one, which is Xbox or PlayStation. Um. Okay. But I'll still say place. I'm gonna still say PlayStation because that's just what I grew up around. So mm -hmm. I feel like I would see an Xbox and be like, "Oh, <laughs> okay, you play you play that game." Yeah. Thank yeah. You. All right, Marvel or DC? Marvel. Once again, and now be now be ultimate. Pineapple pizza, yes or no? No. Yes. <laughs> Big huge no on that. Okay. All right. I need to, I need to interject. Oh, go, oh, go, oh, go, oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Anisha. I just, it, I've tried it. It's just mm -hmm. not my thing. Okay. And I'm happy. I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm, I don't hate on others, mm -hmm. but I do hate on others when they're trying to share a pizza with me. Right. And it's half pineapple, okay. and that damn pineapple juice, and yeah. a pineapple is touching my side. Okay. I can't. I just need. I need my own. Well, okay. I I, mean, I I I understand where you're coming from. I do, but um, I I find that people who say that they uh, despise or hate pineapple pizza, they just haven't had the right slice. You know, it, it's just it. I okay. mean, you know, I mean, what 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 you, what what needs to happen is you got to have. Uh, freshly cut pineapple, not from a can. It's got to be freshly cut, perfect circles, Ooh. even oh. evenly distributed around the pie, so it can marinate. the The sweetness of the pineapple can marinate with the savoriness of the ham and the cheese and the tomato sauce. And, and once it comes together, home run, home run. So, and you're gonna tell me where to go to get that? Because this sounds like I'm only gonna do this if. You put me in that right direction. Other than that, uh, well, I don't know any spots in the on the West Coast. But if you were to ever come uh, to Rhode Island to Providence, there's a Pizza J Providence on uh, Westminster Street, which has the okay. the the finest 
uh, uh, pineapple pizza uh, in, in our state. I will stand by that. And of course, there's okay. uh, Dave's Marketplace, which has my second favorite uh, pineapple mm-hmm. pizza because it has bacon bits on there and a little bit of white cheese with the pineapple. Okay. Oh, it's, it's, it's divine. <laughs> All right. Yeah, next time I'm home. Oh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. Whenever you whenever you stop by, hit up those two places. You know, and, and, and then you'll say, wow, Victor was right. And I'll say, yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> All right. Oh, oh, here, here's another, here's another, uh, uh, this, this or that. Um, oh, we'll, 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 we'll hit you with it with a couple more. Uh, one, um, as, as just, just from a, just from, a, from a movie, from a movie <laughs> fan perspective, uh, John Wick or Birds of Prey? As in, like, what's a better movie? Yeah, or a movie oh, you enjoy, or, or a movie you enjoyed more. Oh, what was that? Um, it's just they're just it's like pizza and chocolate, like really, like it's kind of like John Wick is we're we're killing, we are killing. You will get a knife in your eye, a book in your mouth, your jaw broke. Like we're it's we're coming for blood. Like mm-hmm. it's disrespectful. Yes. And then you got Harley Quinn, and she's bubbly and playful, and she knocks people out with, you know, she, it's just done differently. But mm-hmm. I said John Wick first quickly, only if, if, I, if I guess if I had to pick action wise and like just like a real appreciation of like the fight style, then mm-hmm. it would probably be John Wick, just always seeing it and just just stunt wise too it's like if you can get through john wick you can get through any movie working mm-hmm. on it wise so mm-hmm. and then a lot of the same guys that did john wick also did birds of Prey. so ah, indeed. the direct um and the director of john wick did the fight scene in the police station oh okay oh nice. oh and from Birds of Prey, like he 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 did that when we did reshoots and stuff. We was like fixing some things and changing some things around. Like he did that section. Oh no, that's dope. Okay, all right. And uh, and and here's a uh, one more this or that. Um, also inspired by Jamel Hill's Unbothered. Uh, what's the better Michael Jackson album, Off the Wall or Thriller? There is only one right answer, by the way. Take your time. I might have to go off the wall. <laughs> she, <laughs> off the wall made the foundation. I mean, Thriller was the more successful, but off the wall laid the foundation for Thriller. Off the wall walked. So thriller can run. Okay. It, you know what I'm saying? Like, if there was no off the wall, there would be no thriller. Which, which, which is very true. Very true. Um, and and I'm, I'm not mad at your answer. Um, and, but you're gonna say but like you did last time. <laughs> well, I mean, but I mean, <laughs> off off the wall, off the wall was what I call an excellent first draft, but thriller. Thriller was that was that fit to print album that that made the grade that got the A plus that got the honors that got the 4.0 GPA. 
uh, whereas off the wall, perfect, fine rough draft, um, you know, 3.8, maybe 3.9, you know, but the th thriller, thriller perfected the formula is what no, I'm saying. No, you're right, you're right, you're right. I, I agree. I'm not mad at that. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I love off the wall, but I mean, it's thriller. It's thriller, yeah, Carl. Thriller is just, it's just iconic. It's just... You can go anywhere in the world and anybody will know exactly what you're singing, what dance you're doing. You don't even have to like say much or do much. So, okay. All right. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah. All right, but that's all I got. Yeah. Um, uh, same here. And uh, Anisha, uh, thank you so much uh, once again for joining us. Uh, on this episode, it, it has been super awesome uh, to have you on and sharing your story. Um, yeah, at some point, hopefully, we can, we all three of us can do this again. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. This was great, and then just to like be chilling with the homies from Rhode Island, it makes it even better. So, thank you guys. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah, simply thank you. And I'm like, oh, let me just let me just because I don't think she remembered me. Like high school was a long time ago. Like, I was like, oh snap! I was like, because I'm bad. I, I'll say I say yes. Like I'm like, yeah, hell yeah. And then I'm like, wait, what happened? I gotta go to work. Oh, okay. And then I'm like distracted. And then I, I think I like ran across your message again. And I was like, get it together, girl. Hit him up. Let's get this done. So, I appreciate y'all for contacting me. Yeah, I appreciate y'all for doing this. Appreciate you for doing this, man. This was fun. This was fun. We got to get up next time you're home. Yes, yeah. definitely. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, and to all of our uh, viewers and listeners, thank you all so much for watching and listening. Um, you can find the Codex Prime podcast um, every week on Facebook Live on Tuesday evenings around 8-ish. Um, you can also find our audio episodes on uh, uh, Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes, where you can hit us up with that five-star review, uh, Google Play, and wherever you can find podcasts. And, uh, oh, and Carl, uh, where can they find us on social media? Everywhere. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Oh, and also you can pick up our merch. Um, just hit up Crafty Canto Cuts on Facebook and Instagram, and she'll definitely hook you up with anything Codex Pro. Codex Prime Podcast, anything DJ Mr. Bird. Anisha, I'm going to need your cheap t-shirt sizes, so. Yeah, yo, I'm trying to rep. All right, all right. Yeah, and also you can find, uh, uh, you can book DJ uh, as at Mr. Bird 1027 for, for yep. inquiries. Yep, for for DJ inquiries. Um, you can also find me on the social media uh, uh, space on Instagram and Twitter at Victor Omoyo, where I post a favorite film recommendations, so check that out. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much <laughs> it for this week. <laughs> we we everything. All right. So uh, so what? So once again, uh, thank you so much for for joining us. Gotta do this again. Um, and uh, also uh, also for for all the listeners, um, we will catch you on the flip. Peace out, nerds. Peace.